Welcome back, one and all, to a new year, a new spring, a new start for Team We Tried, and if I'm being honest, a new start for me as well. To those who know me, I've missed you guys and gals, and if you're new to my little corner of the world, I'm Karasu, narrator of Connect When the World Cries Again, and host of Team We Tried. The past few months have been hectic, saying the least. Admittedly, it centers a pandemic. Um, on that note, I hope you guys are safe. I hope you guys are careful out there. Uh, to everyone who's an essential worker out there right now, thank you. Um, but still, be careful, guys. I know states are starting to reopen. My state has just reopened. But that doesn't mean that this issue has gone away. We still have to be careful. So please, please, please stay safe. I mean, ever since it started for me, I've been at home. My place of work has closed and I've been off of my normal schedule, which means I've been trying to work on building a schedule where I can write, I can post, I can do this and that and take care of everything. And by take care of everything, I mean a lot. I've bettered myself in the past few weeks mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Like I said, I've been stuck at home and isolation like this does a lot to a person. And recently, I've hit personal highs and lows. Still, this was an opportunity to reconnect with myself, and I've cer- I've gotten certain issues behind me. I'm back on track to completing certain goals, like taking classes again, paying off debt. Um, the list goes on and on, essentially. Hypothetically, it goes on and on. I have many goals. Um, but... With all this, there's only one place left to go, and that's forward. As usual, it is an honor to be your host. Thank you for spending this time today listening to this. And welcome to Connect. With all that being said, today I have something that centers the anticipated second season of Connect When the World Cries Again. Uh, Ever since I kind of stopped recording, a lot of people have talked to me about getting the second season back. Um, Some of them have worked with me towards building something for it. A lot of people have thrown ideas. And I'm starting to get back into it, so I'm going to start getting into what you guys would consider a second season. I know that in the past, I've not only given, um, not only have I given, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I lost it. Not only have I given um, trailers to a second season, I've given a trailer that's crossed over the project that I haven't given up faith on, which is a dollhouse. Um, That's kind of on hold, obviously, but... That being said, I'm still going to work on it. I'm still going to incorporate it into this. And I know I'm supposed to put up a website. I should have done that weeks ago, but... Last thing going on, okay, guys? Global pressure, global pandemic. Give me a break. Um, I'll probably work on that slowly. I know I have it up. It's just not filled out. There's nothing really on the website. So as soon as I add things... um which I will, I'm going to be throwing um, that website on here for you guys to find. And with the project that I'm working on, there's 
a huge reason why I want that website now more than ever. That being said, uh, if you've already heard of Connect, if you've already listened to it, then I probably don't have to give you guys the recap because it's a lot. A lot's happened. But for those of you who are new to my little corner of the world, this recap is for you. Feel free to listen to anything that I've recorded in the past, whether it's Connect, whether it's Team We Tried, whether it's the small bits and pieces that I've kind of thrown together at the last minute and thrown onto the channel. Um, feel free to listen to any of that. A lot of that, I believe, has terrible quality, and I need better quality, not only on my writing, not only on my work. That's that's decent quality. It's not the worst. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Uh, but also audio. Oh my god, there are some recordings where the audio is just terrible. And we joke about that a bit on Team We Tried. Still, I need to get a mic or something for this. That being said, the recap. It started as a rumor. A hoax. Invitations to a free, all-expense-paid vacation on an island paradise where nothing potentially could go wrong. One such person who received an invitation was Lucian Rosario, who recently inherited his family's $12.4 billion company after his grandfather was arrested for fraud, embezzlement, and the murder of Lucian's parents' younger sister. He decided to accept the invitation as a chance to get away from the haunting pains of his recent past and discovers that he's one of six people who were invited. The plane ride there is smooth enough until the sky suddenly darkens and lightning strikes the plane, causing it to fall out of the sky. Hitting the water causes Lucian to black out, and we see flashbacks of his past, the experimentation set upon him by his grandfather Lucifer at the age of eight, the physical scarring by the same abuser at the age of 15. We learn that he's been injected with a drug known as Refractor, and Refractor aside, we learn that the plane crash is set up by the SFU, the company that sent the invitations, and that the next little test on this free vacation is a trip to a cabin on a mountain on the island. There, they're attacked by a large wolf where one of the invited is killed. We learn that the island, the plane crash, the wolf, it's all part of the plans of one called the Mastermind. We eventually learn the identity of the Mastermind, which is a young woman named Rosemary, who's a part of the Connect experience and had fallen for Lucian. We learn that when she had accepted the invitation, um, she and everyone she went with, including Lucian, she watched them die time and time again. So she was given an opportunity to work for the SFU, the company who had set everything up and run Connect, going back in time over and over, trying to set things right. But time and time again, timeline and timeline again, she watched her friends and love die. This time around, upon meeting Lucian, he offers to go back with her, insisting on taking her memories and putting her in a coma to fix things, which is where we left off. It's also worth noting that before we start today's 
trailer slash episode. Lucina had found a younger Rosemary and granted her a way to protect herself from past abusers by placing them into dolls. This would be in the trailer that kind of crosses over with the dollhouse, which is where it first is introduced. And with that being said, without further delay, welcome to... Technically, welcome to Season 2 of Connect. More importantly, welcome to The Secrets We Keep. They say you're not supposed to go back and fix your mistakes. Don't mess with the timeline. Don't create a flashpoint. Don't create a paradox. Yet they did just that time and time again. And I, timeline after timeline, had died. Each death more gruesome than the last. This time I had taken matters into my own hands. Wiped the mastermind of her memories. Brought her to a time before Connect. And kept her in a coma at a local hospital. To be honest, I felt done with being played with. My destiny belonged in my own hands. If the mastermind truly cared and wasn't the subject of madness of replaying her history over and over at the whims and control of others who didn't care about her, she would understand. For the time being, she was where she belonged and I was setting things how they belonged. And I talked to my sister over what happened. Between her and myself, the grandchildren of Lucifer, we can set things right. Between the two of us, we did. A bit of backstory so you understand fully. My grandfather was Lucifer, first of the fallen angels, twin brother to the archangel Gabriel, enemy to the king of angels, Metatron. The history of these three angels tie together into the death of God and the angelic civil war that resulted with Metatron ruling over heaven, Lucifer falling and ruling over hell, and Gabriel being stripped of his grace, being forced to live in a mirror, in a parallel reality without angels. Under Metatron's rule, heaven became a fiery realm that burned under God's uncontrolled delight, while under Lucifer's ruling, Hell was an icy wasteland that froze in the absence of God's warmth. Without a God to set things right, both heaven and hell became nightmares, with earth being the only true suitable place to exist. While there was a respected agreement that neither would try to take the earth and upset the already ruined balance, a cold war brewed that continues into today. My grandfather had my mother and her two brothers, with my mother being the middle child. Samael, Lilith, and Satan became the three who would directly enforce Lucifer's ruling on Earth. And when my mother revived and married the primordial Oranos, they resided in the small town of Redwood, where eventually I was born and then my sister three years after. When we reached the age of eight, both my sister and I were injected with large doses of refractor, the drug acting as a prism that reflects DNA and its physical properties. When used properly, it can warp time, magnetic fields, and potentially rewrite reality on a molecular level. When injected into my spinal cord, refractor turned me into what my grandfather considered to be the ultimate weapon. I was his executioner. I 
was a shadow, master of stealth, swordsmanship, and manipulation, sent to kill or harm those he deemed necessary. And if it was part of the job, I had to endure harsh levels of pain. Anything for the kill. Anything to get the job done. My sister, her eyes were injected with refractor, making her my grandfather's advisor, his jury. Refractor allowed her to see every possible future. She ended up taking archery due to her marksmanship, using her ability to enhance her aim. After Connect, I had returned to a week before her death, three years prior to the accident that would have killed her, and she was waiting. As it turns out, not only had she foreseen the accident that would have killed her if I hadn't returned, she had also foreseen the possibility of my return. It was her idea to put the mastermind in a hospital under the care of Dr. Perla Rosales. Rosemary was put into a medically induced coma to be dealt with at a later time. After, my sister and I had taken the evidence and used it to arrest my grandfather for fraud and embezzlement before he can kill our parents. He had planned on using Refractor to make their deaths permanent, but I had other plans in mind. The arrest was a cover to send him back to hell so we can deal with things here without him interfering. I traced the source of Refractor to eliminate it by the root, and discovered it was created by a man named Tyrion Pride, and while finding out about him was simple enough. Finding him was a different matter altogether. I knew that he was somehow connected to Irving Pine, the mobster that led the Men of Night, one of two prominent gangs in Redwood, and to a Miss Faye Joshoy, who ran several brothels hidden in the city, and I began my searches there, but ultimately my search resulted to be fruitless. I couldn't find confirmation that Tyrion had been connected to either or. But I did find one lead. A state away in the city of Coldstone, a comet fell and hit the city. And while the news showed parts of the city in ruins being rebuilt, there was something about the coloring of the fragments of stone in the places impacted. Veins of periwinkle and violet that branched out on the places of impact as if galaxies were formed in these veins. My sister couldn't see anything with her divine sight that had to do with Coldstone, aside from Tyrion entering there as refugee, and wings of fire above the city. Well, I don't know how the wings connect to Tyrion. He's the best bet I have to eliminating Refractor, and that is the first step to what I have planned to putting an end to connect. So I have to go to Coldstone and leave Redwood, my dear Redwood, in capable hands. My city may be the closest thing to hell on earth, and if Redwood falls, my grandfather shall be liberated. And nothing will stop him from claiming this world. Every small town was like this. I'd like to think so anyways. The secrets, the innocence, the fact that while everyone knew names, no one really knew anyone. Even amidst the families, there were lies, there was distrust, 
and for these secrets to come up to the surface, something drastic had to happen. Someone had to knock down the first domino and turn a quiet little town inside out, revealing the contents of its sins and misdeeds into the world. Welcome to Redwood, my dear, sweet Redwood. Forgotten by the world because it was bland, quiet, mundane. Families had been here for generations and generations since before people can remember. Certain things were set into place because that's how it always has been. Founded in 1836, Redwood was built on the graves of people who had been believed to be witches and violently slaughtered. Today, Redwood is divided by wealth. The rich live on the east of Redwood, while the poor live on the west. While money flows to the east through drug trafficking and other criminal activities run by gangs located in the west, Redwood was a generally safe place to live. The status quo is embedded into the city, which allows for several unfortunate events over the past dozens of years to be swept under the rug. Murder, theft, destruction, and desperation have been allowed to thrive in silence while the innocent live day to day slaughtered in a dollhouse. Much of the youth of Redwood is kept ignorant of the many tragedies and faults each generation tries to bury its sins beneath the sins of its predecessors, leaving the Redwood of 2020 to be built on the ruins of recycled crimes of its past. So until something desperate happened, Redwood thrived in this innocence, and I can't keep allowing it to exist in this way. Welcome to Redwood, the city this world's forgotten. Welcome to Redwood, my resting place, my secret.